1: Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. Thanks for joining us, being a part of the program. We're doing some Douglas County school stuff this hour. In just a bit, we'll be joined by Mike Peterson, the current president of the school board. And he and the other three, well, technically the other four, uh, folks who are on the school board need to be bolstered, and bolstering them also means one of those other four, Jason Page, who was on the show last week, needs to be elected to a full term as he is filling out the term of a school board member who resigned a few months ago. There are three key candidates to know about, and... That includes Jason Page from last week and two others in Douglas County as we really get underway with what I'm calling the year of the school boards, where we see folks across this state and the country who are very attuned to school board races right now because they're so critical to setting up kids for success in the future and refocusing education on what matters most, which is academics. And of course, that requires a safe and secure learning environment. That's why I am pleased to be joined here on the program by the other two candidates on the best DCSD slate running for the school board in Douglas County. Andy Jones and Maria Sumnick both join us here on the program. Good morning to both of you and welcome to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show.
2: Good Good morning. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to having this discussion. And, of course, I have to go lady first. Maria Suminick, why are you running for the school board in Douglas County, and who are
3: you? <laughs> well, I'm running um, because I really care about ch- these children and the future of our children in this country. And, um, and I love this country. And I want to make sure that um, that its values that the founding fathers had are maintained. And the only way that can happen is if our schools um, continue to um, educate the children as they should be educated, not indoctrinated. And who am I? Um, I am, uh, by a technical trade, I'm a cybersecurity engineer. Uh, I work for the city of New York, uh, responsible for uh, the cybersecurity for the city. And um, I, uh, you know, I can tell you a little bit about my background later, but I'm a technical person and um, I'm the product of a uh, public school education.
1: Let's actually talk a little bit about your personal background, because you have uh, quite a story to share. Please share it.
3: Well, um, I'm a legal immigrant to this country. My parents immigrated to, uh, to America when, from Columbia, South America, when I was about four years old. And uh, so I came here not speaking English. I had a great kindergarten teacher who said, "Who told my parents, if you want your children to, to succeed in this country, you will make English their first language. Um, so um, they took that to heart themselves. Um, they, they speak English. Uh, well, uh, with a little bit of an accent, but still well. And um, I've always kept my Spanish. And but um, they um, they came here with really nothing, you know, the, the suitcases they allowed on the airplane, <laughs> and um, and a dream, the American dream. And my dad is just worked hard and persevered, and is the product of uh, the American dream. And he showed his children. Uh, the same as well, so uh we're all successful um my sisters and i and and our children and um a- and no other country in this world can receive people who just want a desire to succeed, and with hard work and perseverance achieve that and I feel that in over the last probably thirty years the school system is actually changing that paradigm inside the minds of the children and instead is introducing uh, ideologies that are completely against that. And I'm I'm at a point where I just want to give back to this country and and, uh, make sure that the future of this country is preserved. And the only way to do that is really in the education system. So that's
1: Yeah, Yeah, I have to tell you, Maria, I was going to ask you why education, and you just provided that answer right there as you shared your powerful American dream story. Maria Sumnick joining us here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, as well as Andy Jones, who's also running in Douglas County. And uh, Andy, you and I go back a a number of years, so it's good to have you on the show, brother. Uh, So who is Andy Jones, and why are you running for the school board in Dougcoe?
2: Well, do I need to start with a a love for uh, blues and uh, music from the
1: south? You know, I I have to tell you, that will get you many, many extra points, not just on this program, but everywhere. Jimmy, it's
2: it's such a great opportunity to be on your show, and thank you for that, because your focus on education is second to none, I think, in our our Denver Front Range market. And, you know, part of this is why does this matter? Why does Doug Co matter to the rest of the Front Range? Well, you know, we are a, a bellwether county and it's it's really truly what we've seen in the last two years is how to turn a county and a school district away from uh, the, the direction that the left wanted to take our schools and our classrooms and our kids and how to get back into good governance. So for me. I'm a retired Navy captain. I served for 30 years and uh, currently fly as a captain at a major airline here out of Denver. Um, I'm a, an elected member of the Highlands Ranch Metro District Board. And that's for all intents and purposes. I'm kind of like the town council for Highlands Ranch. and uh, And I've just served in our community for many, many years. I've served in our school district for many, many years, both as a board president of a charter school and on what we call the district accountability committee so this <clears throat> really has been a focus for me uh, for many many years uh, ever since my kids started here in 2002 so long time serving uh here in douglas county and that's just in my dna from my parents and uh we want to continue the path of excellence here in douglas county i think it's fascinating that uh, over the last two years the board under the uh, leadership of mike peterson and becky and kaylee christie the superintendent aaron kane have literally turned this school district around our test scores are higher than they were pre-pandemic now it needs to be focused on that my opponent is someone who shut down our schools who damaged the education of kids for almost a year and a half who masked our kids and fought in court to keep our kids masked and sued the Douglas County Health Department. Four of the people that she ran with and served with two years ago were booted out of office because of that failure of leadership. She needs to join them. She needs to be removed as well. Pay the price because of what she really did to to our kids during that whole covid lockdown.
1: I I'm glad you were talking about Susan Meeks because when we look at this race and we've got three candidates that we were talking to on the program when you're, you're the one who has an incumbent that you were up against, an incumbent with that kind of track record. Uh, on a number of areas, the district put forward, or the school board passed the majority, a much improved equity policy. And your opponent vehemently opposed that the changes, improvements to the equity policy. The very kind of thing that, of course, the school board majority was elected for and needs to be bolstered with three additional... Two additional school board members and keep Jason Page on the school board. I want to ask you both about a very important uh, issue which is maintaining academic excellence in schools. Maria Sumnick, I want to start with you. We do see Douglas County schools at number seven in the state, best in the metro area for outcomes right at this moment. That's encouraging. That progress needs to continue. What do you think needs to be done to accomplish that, Maria?
3: Uh that is exactly why I'm running is, is this academic excellence, and the continuance because the current board has done an excellent job of uh, of introducing a curriculum in the reading area which is phonics based okay phonics phonics is extremely important to learning English, and I should know because <laughs> English is a tough language to learn uh Spanish is phonetic English you need a really good reading programs such as phonics and that's why you've seen the reading scores go up in douglas county because of that curriculum now there's also a math curriculum that um is uh an excellent curriculum one that i i grew up with and and because it was so good i found a school for my children that taught this and it's called saxon math s-a-x-o-n anyone who's ever heard of it and been schooled in it always shakes their head oh it's the best so um, the reading scores are up. Let's get the math scores up now. Let's get a program in there that really will teach children mathematics, you know, at the basic level even, you know, let them know how to make change from a $20 bill. So um, that is so extremely important that the children graduate with basic skills um, in reading, writing, and arithmetic, and I also want to bring in um, a back a solid core curriculum in uh, American history, constitutional um, studies. So the study of the American Constitution and as well as economics, because they have to know that capitalism works. Communism has never worked. And that's basically uh, what I have to say and, sure. and what I would strive to move forward.
1: Uh, Andy Jones, what's your take on it on keeping this uh, the improvements to academics going and uh, getting the ship right in, in some of these areas? Like, for example, Maria talking about math.
2: Well, absolutely, Jimmy. I agree to all of that. And just to to say that, you know, the staff and the teachers have done a phenomenal job of turning our school district around after the lockdown, the shutdown that, that my opponent did. But it is and then additional focus, because what we're trying to do is train kids for either post-secondary education, going directly into the workplace or going into the military. And so focusing on all of those basic skills, the reading, writing, the math, the, the STEM, all of those things, and being proud of being an American when they graduate is very important. But one of the things that we're doing so well is our career technical education programs, I'm on the uh, board the Advisory board for our Aviation Program here in Douglas County School District, and we're training the next generation of young pilots who will replace me and I think that's just one of our opportunities and we're literally saving parents millions of dollars in uh, in future um, college costs or post education or certification uh, programs and and it's that really that that view that not every child is going to go to college. Some will go directly to the workplace. So let's get them into the trades. And that's one of the things that, that I think Douglas County is doing very well. Look, I'm super excited because what I'm hearing is that the other school districts in the front range are calling Douglas County and saying, what are you guys doing? How did you turn it around so quickly? And why are you at the top right now? And that is that's that needs to be celebrated here in Douglas County that really, truly your, your teachers, your staff, your board, your superintendent are doing a great job. We want to continue in that excellence. And uh, that's why we're Both Maria and Jason and I are running together.
1: One thing I want to ask you about Andy Jones is when we look at the politics that has been incorporated into the classroom far too much in schools in Colorado, across the country, Um, Maria was hitting on that a little bit as well. Uh, We saw an equity policy that had went into effect in the district a couple years ago that was way out of whack. And I think that the school board majority reset that and refocused. Focused it in in ways that were very spe- specific, targeted, impactful, and, and that really brought it back to the mission of focusing on academic achievement and so forth. Talk to me a little bit about your view on the equity piece, and particularly. On really focusing the system, the school system in Douglas County, on student achievement and making sure that they're ready for success in the future and not bogged down by other things.
2: For four years, Douglas County had a very liberal seven-zero school board, and it was basically free reign for a lot of the more liberal policies and liberal education to uh, to go wow. in unchecked. The the School leaders didn't feel like they had an ability to to check that advance of uh, the CTE, the, um, the different programs that were coming in. And so with that shift in leadership and the fact that the previous board, the liberal board, the lockdown board, created an equity policy in a bubble, they literally did not listen to parents in Douglas County. And this should be a. A policy that reflects Douglas County values, not national values. They did not listen, and so it became a very divisive uh, policy. One that started an equity advisory council that really focused on one or two issues within the classroom, but not the whole child. So, what this new board, or not even they're not even the new board anymore, what the majority board right now, did says we need to look at the whole child and and the rest of of the front range school boards and parents you need to listen to this because when you have leadership within your schools that says we're not going to focus on those characteristics of a child that that separate but we're going to look at the whole child and we're going to look at equitable opportunities for those children now you're going to create a flourishing environment where kids can achieve their personal best potential, and and so the current board, the majority board, didn't take things out, but they added to the policy, which says, no, we're looking at every child in the ways that they learn, in who they are, and we're going to give them opportunities that, that help them to succeed.
1: Yeah, Andy Jones, Maria Sumnick joining us, both candidates on the best DCSD slate for the school board in Douglas County. Maria, I want to ask you one more question uh, here about safety and security. I mean, the bottom line is that, of course, you need to provide the best quality academics possible, but... At the end of the day, you got to make sure that the kids get home from school, which means having safe learning environments. Uh, What's your take on what needs to be done in that regard in Dugco?
3: Currently, um, the director um, of security at Dugco is uh, is a uh, quite uh, experienced uh, security officer and uh, formerly worked for the FBI. So um, the board, you know, if I were elected uh, on the board, I would work with the board members and really look at uh, assessing the school. See, security uh, of schools is a layered approach. Now, that's physical security. But then there's also uh, personal and emotional security because we all know about bullying in schools. So um, writing policy that um, really addresses... Um, if there is a bullying incident how the teachers how the administrators uh, are to respond so um again it's it's a layered approach um the current board has done an excellent job uh right now at um just getting it steered in the right direction and um you, it it's so important for people out there voters to um to know how important the school board elections really are this the school board elections are the local elections these are the elections that set the mindset of your children and and really the future as ronald reagan said we're only one generation away from losing this republic so a generation is 70 years so yeah imagine four years in four in four years that liberal board almost destroyed douglas county Mm. that's it, it actually doesn't even take 70 years it really yeah. can only take no four years
1: yeah no so. great great point maria sumnick we are out of time so i want to give each of you a final word here to share where folks can go to learn more about you and your campaign and a quick note as well andy jones we'll start with you sir jimmy thank
2: you uh, for the opportunity ballots are on your tables ladies and gentlemen. It is so important. I realized a few years ago that my number one opponent was not the lady I was running against. It was apathy. And we cannot be apathetic when it comes to the education of our kids. Please go to bestdcsd.com to learn more about Maria, myself, and Jason and who we are. Please turn in your ballots early. And uh, again, Jimmy, this is such an important issue. Thank you for covering with us.
1: You bet. Maria, Sumnick, final word from you as well.
3: Yes, um, Andy pointed you in the right direction, bestdcsd.com to find out more about our slate. And um, I'm more of uh, wait uh, to vote and vote in person. And here's why. Because the uh, election um, algorithms, um, they won't know what the conservative side is doing until the very end. So um, that... (laughs) That comes from my cybersecurity background. So, um, uh, yeah, get out there, vote, vote on election day, vote in person and uh, and verify that your vote is what exactly what you voted for. So those are two important tips I have to give as far as voting.
1: I I tend for different reasons, have tended to vote the day of election or the day before election, just because you never know what can happen in an election cycle. But here's the thing. The critical matter is getting your ballot in, making sure that however you decide you want to do it, that you get your ballot in. And uh, I would uh, suggest support the best DCSD slate. Uh, Andy Jones, Maria Sumnick, thank you both for joining me here on the program. Really appreciate your time today. Best of luck.
3: Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy, Thank, thank
1: you. you so we're a
2: conservative candidates that we We are just thankful for your time. Thank you, sir.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. And in the case of Andy... Let me just tell you, Susan Meeks has got to go. He said it well earlier on in the program. Make no mistake, she's got (laughs) to hightail it out of Douglas County Schools. That's for darn sure. We're going to take a break. When we come back, one of the current members of the school board, Mike Peterson, the president of the board, will be joining us as we continue on Denver's Local Talk, Later News Talk, 710 KNUS. Johnny Lang bringing us back, singing about there's got to be a change. And yes, indeed, there does. And that includes making sure that in Douglas County schools, in my assessment, teachers are paid more and that teachers or that southern part of the district has more schools that they're in need of. Welcome back. Jimmy Sangenberger here with your best bumper music known to man. More than 10 years running now on 710 KNUS, there are ballot measures in Douglas County. I'm a new Douglas County resident, having moved in just a, a few months ago. But even last year, I supported these measures as well, and that would be 5A and 5B, which are measures in Dougco to pay teachers more, provide greater security for schools, and to construct new schools in parts of the district that are deprived of those schools. Not long ago, we had Aaron Kane, the superintendent of Doug Co. Schools, on the program, and really delved into depth on this issue. And I think it's important here because there are some specific reasons that this is worth supporting. It is the first time that I will vote for a tax increase in my life. And I think it's because it's a modest tax increase with a very targeted, specific and beneficial purpose to talk more about 5A and 5B. And by by the way, we will have, I think next weekend, an opponent of the ballot measure. And we'll talk it out a little bit, as well as discuss Prop H. H. It'll be with Michael Fields of Advanced Colorado. I think he's coming on next weekend. But to talk more about the 5A and 5B measure, I'm pleased to be Rejoined on the program by Mike Peterson, the president of the Douglas County School Board. Welcome back to the show. Good morning.
4: Good morning, Jimmy.
1: So let me just get right to the heart of the matter. What is 5A? What is 5B? And what would they do for Douglas County School? Sort of big picture, and then we'll get a little bit deeper into the weeds.
4: Yeah, big picture, Jimmy, 5A is the MLO or mill levy override. Why that's important is uh, people have to have a a correct understanding of how our schools are financed. Um, The School Finance Act is set by the Colorado Legislature, and it determines the amount of money that school districts get per pupil uh, to fund their district. And we get about the same money in the School Finance Act as every other county, you know, plus or minus a couple percentage points. And what people need to understand when local taxes go up, that just means the state share under the School Finance Act goes down, as is happening this year. So, even though property assessments are going up, local taxes are going up, the amount of money being collected locally is going up, the state share then goes down and all sets that. So, we wind up with relatively the same amount of money. And where 5A, the MLO, comes in, that's the only way that local voters and taxpayers can vote to give some additional amount of funding to the school district. Currently here in Douglas County, uh, in the Douglas County School District, our MLO is just over $1,100 per student additional, and when we look at our ability to be competitive with surrounding school districts, Cherry Creek and Littleton, those are over $3,200. Um, uh, when you look at Jeffco, it's almost $2,000. And BPS is over $3,000 and Boulder, I mean, Boulder's over $5,000 additional per student. And that's what makes us non competitive. So 5A is an MLO for $66 million. $60 million of that closes that gap by half. It doesn't even fully close it, so we can better pay our teachers and our staff in terms of compensation and benefits. And the other $6 million of the $66 million goes into security enhancements such as additional SROs in our school. Very quickly, 5B is a bond measure, it's a $484 million bond measure, of which $226 million will be used to build new uh, kindergartens, new public schools, K through X type schools, uh, three of them in the county, and then also add an additional grade to two middle schools, as well as accomplish our district maintenance goals for 111 buildings, which is over $35 million per year.
1: Let's build off of the bond measure for a moment because, uh, look, just as an example, my sister and her husband – live in the southern part of the county in one of those communities that doesn't have a neighborhood school nearby. I mean, there are parts of Douglas County where they have to go across the highway on a bus to get to the school. And it's problematic and not what is expected or promised of those homeowners. And so they want to raise a family at some point and want to have a neighborhood school nearby. Meanwhile, though, we have the more northern part of the district, which is losing enrollment because the population is getting older, so there are fewer kids going in the school system. Talk to us a little bit about that and of the need in your assessment to have additional schools constructed, three new schools down in the southern part for elementary kids that are coming up in these fast-growing communities like Sterling Ranch and the Canyons.
4: Yeah, there's an expectation and a a proper expectation by our communities that when I move into Douglas County, I should have a neighborhood school that I can go to. We haven't built a a local neighborhood public school in Douglas County since 2010. Now, we've had some charters come in and and help during that period of time, but it's been well over 10 years since we've built a new uh, public neighborhood school. And so those areas of need, Sterling Ranch, Crystal Valley, which is just south of Castle Rock, uh, the canyons, which is just east of Castle Pines. Those are our three targeted areas for those new schools. And we can't just pick up a school out of, say, Highlands Ranch where we're aging in place and plop it down in our areas of extreme growth. And it's just not those three areas. We have incredible growth across the Crowfoot corridor. And the last thing I'll mention is the way we're servicing our, our communities of growth right now is through busing. And last year, busing was Was uh, Had some issues We were down about 50 drivers This year we're down over 100 drivers And that busing is now on rolling blackouts Four weeks on, one week off So yet another reason we really need to pass 5A and 5B 5A gets you better pay for our bus drivers And 5B gets us some new equipment Because our buses have an uh, average mileage That's over 250,000 miles per bus
1: Yeah, I look at this And I, I think, okay You want to have – look, first of all, Douglas County is the third largest school district. This is why I'm focusing a good chunk of time on this program talking about Doug Co. because it's the third largest school district in the state of Colorado. It is one of the most prosperous counties in the entire country, and you need to provide that school choice. We talk a lot about school choice on the right. And rightly so, because parents need to have the ability to choose the best educational environment for their kids. And Mike Peterson, this may include charter schools, and I think 25% or so of Douglas County schools are charter schools. I think that is tremendous. It may include uh, private schools, if a parents want that option, or homeschooling. But that also means you need to have the kind of traditional public school available for parents nearby if they so choose. To me, it's a school choice
4: issue. 100%, it's absolutely a school choice issue. As you mentioned, here in Douglas County, we've got 90 schools, and 18 of those are district-authorized charter schools. So when we talk about the $66 million in the MLO, Um, One quarter of that will go to our charter, our district-authorized charter schools because one quarter of our students go to those schools. And why 5A and 5B is really necessary is everything that your candidates talked about, whether it was Brian McCauley up in Littleton. If we don't get 5A and 5B passed, we may face crowding here in Douglas County. And everything that uh, that, uh, that Jason, Maria, and Andy are running for, academic excellence and continued excellence, a focus on career, technical education, and school safety. Those are all integral parts of 5A and 5B and things that we desperately need in Douglas County if we're going to continue to be a leader in academic excellence and academic growth.
1: Let's talk about the 5A piece in terms of the tax increase. What would that actually mean in dollar amounts for folks who are property taxpayers? And also. When it comes to this aspect of competitiveness, let's put a pin on that, if you would, as to why just, you know, why the issue is important of making sure that you have more competitive teacher pay relative to, say, you mentioned Littleton or Cherry Creek.
4: Yeah, starting with how much this will cost. For both measures, if you vote yes on both 5A and 5B, The math is pretty simple, it's $20 per $100,000 or $100,000 assessed home value. So if you have a half million dollar uh, valued house, it is $100 per year for both issues. If you have a million dollar house, it's roughly $200 per year for both issues. So it's a, a modest investment to keep what we have here in Douglas County. When we talk about competitiveness, that difference in the MLO funding that we have with the surrounding uh, Denver metro area is really what makes us um, non-competitive in this national and state teacher shortage. To give you an example, we have a lot of teachers that leave that go north to either Littleton or Cherry Creek. The difference in average pay between Douglas County school districts and Cherry Creek is almost $20,000. Right? And we're talking teachers that make in the 50s, and they can just drive 20 minutes north to get $20,000 increase in pay. And that's really what we've got to focus on. A lot of my uh, our opponents of 5A, 5B say, well, put in some type of pay for performance. This is what we're asking the taxpayers for. We are outperforming the rest of the Denver metro area by a long shot, but we're the lowest paid teachers, and that's just not fair.
1: And I believe Doug Coe is number seven in the state, which is number one in the Denver metro area when it comes to student outcomes. I mean, the way I look at this, Mike Peterson, as a – as you are a conservative who doesn't like any tax increases – This, to me, checks a number of boxes that we would look for in school districts that, quite frankly, I used to be in Cherry Creek schools as a student and as a voter. They kept getting all the money that voters wanted without. while. meanwhile, their academics have utterly cratered where we are at a point where cherry creek schools is uh, running on an antiquated reputation but this isn't about cherry creek schools except insofar as it requires a a district like dougco to be more competitive and here's the thing for the boxes that it checks number one you have academic performance that is outperforming the rest of the metro area to me Not only does that show that we have achievement that's happening, but it underscores the need to continue that train moving forward because otherwise – You could see it decline because the best teachers are saying, you know what, I want to leave Douglas County schools and go to Cherry Creek or Littleton because they are paying significantly more for me as an educator. Uh, Number two, the administration costs, we talked about this with Aaron Kane, are much lower in Douglas County relative to other surrounding school districts. To me, administrative bloat and overhead needs to be held down and reduced, and that's something that I think shows the money is going where it should. and then in addition, you need to have those best quality teachers in these schools so that the kids can have the right direction set up for them for their future. Whatever that is, whether that is college, whether that is vocational schools or what have you, it is critical to make sure that you have those well-paid teachers And then on the bond piece as well, Mike Peterson, my argument is you need that school choice for parents to have the opportunity to send their kids to a nearby traditional public schools. You are not truly for school choice if you want to deprive them of that opportunity. Those are a few of my takes. What's your top line as we wrap up the conversation, Mike?
4: Yeah, my top line is Douglas County got off track um, in, in the early 2000s. We, just like every surrounding district, used to pass a bond and a mill roughly every three and a half to four years. In 2008, we had a big crash in the economy and, and really nobody's bond and MLO passed that year. Douglas County has passed one bond and MLO measure in the last 17 years, where our surrounding districts have continued back on that pace of passing bond and MLOs every three and a half to four years. And it is absolutely time for the uh, opponents of five a and 5B I have a simple question for them if not now, when unfortunately the answer I've gotten for most of those opponents is well, it just has to get bad basically we have to wait till our schools start failing and then we'll then we'll put up the money and that is no way to run a district and that is no way to run a county.
1: Mike Peterson, president of the Douglas County School Board, appreciate you joining us here on the program. Thank you. Thanks Jimmy. We got to run to a break. Blake is giving me the signal. Got to go, Jimmy. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more. On the other side, it's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Ah, Joe Bonamassa from his brand new album, Blues Deluxe 2.0, came out a couple of weeks ago. Doing a badass cover. Of Albert King's You Sure Drive a Hard Bargain. Oh man, just makes me feel so darn good. As we continue on your home for the best damn bumper music known to man, the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. We will be shifting gears in the next hour. There is a guy running for Prime Minister of Canada that you have to hear, Pierre Polivare. And the way in which he handled an aggressive left-wing reporter was just a master class in how to question the premise of the question. All while he was eating an apple. Snacking on an apple. I've been waiting for three days. I didn't get the chance when I was filling in for George Thursday and Friday to talk about this and play these clips. We're going to do that in the next hour, and of course we'll talk a bit about what's happening when it comes to the war in Israel. I've got a few clips of the general I interviewed, General, retired general, Doug Slocum, from yesterday's program. Just keep it right here, another hour up ahead, 303-696-1971, we'll get to your phone calls next